Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Long Crendon Online for our Easter Sunday family celebration. Whether you're a regular or whether you're just popping in for a virtual visit, we're so glad you could join us. It's great to have you. Now, as the name Easter Sunday Family Celebration suggests, this is an online service geared towards families to engage with together. There'll be plenty of songs and actions and prayers for you to enjoy. And of course, time in God's word looking at that first Easter Sunday morning. But whoever you are, however old or young, however flexible or not, I pray that the songs and prayers and the opening of God's word together will be of great blessing. Let's begin our time together in prayer. These are the words of 1 Peter 1 verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Father God, as we come to you this morning, we want to praise you. We want to praise you for who you are, our Heavenly Father who loves us, cares for us, and wants what's best for us. We want to praise you for what you've done in sending your only Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into the world to die on the cross in our place. Father God, we pray that today you would help us know your mercy, help us experience a real and living hope, and help us celebrate the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Amen. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. You're in for a real treat this morning. What a privilege. I'm about to show you one of the most amazing items that has ever been invented in the history of our planet. But before I show you it, let me tell you about it. This item is so amazing, it's been used by millions and millions of people for hundreds and hundreds of years. This item is so important, it can help people to develop some of the most basic skills needed in life like language and hand-eye coordination. But at the same time, it allows people to stretch their creativity, their imagination, their talents, and to push them to the limits. This item is so wonderful, it allows people to communicate with others from all over the world, from Longcrendon to Liverpool to Luxembourg to Lebanon. Has anyone ever made a mistake? that they would like to go back and fix? Well, this item is so incredible, it allows you to go back and correct mistakes. Not just once, but again and again and again. Now, after hearing all that, you'd probably think that this item is really expensive. But it's actually quite cheap. And best of all, this item is so magnificent, anyone can use it. 
from the youngest baby to the oldest granny. Are you ready to see this amazing, important, wonderful, incredible, magnificent item? I said, are you ready? Okay, here we go in three, two, one. It's a pencil. Oh, is that it? A pencil. If I'm honest, you're probably thinking, I was expecting something a bit different. A bit bigger, maybe. A bit more impressive looking. After all the big build-up you gave Nathan, I thought it was going to blow me away and change my life. But it turns out it's a bit of a letdown. More than a bit, it's actually a big, fat disappointment. As we come to look at Matthew chapter 28 together, that feeling of being let down, that feeling of disappointment that you might have just felt over the pencil, is something of what it might have felt like to be one of Jesus' followers. The verses that we heard read take place very early on a Sunday morning, just like today. And we're introduced to two women, both called Mary. Let's stop. Let's slow down and put ourselves in their shoes. Can you imagine how they're feeling? Jesus, the one who did things that no one else could do. Jesus, the one who said things that no one else has said. Jesus, the one who we thought was God's promised king, the Messiah. Jesus, the one we loved as a friend and as a brother. Jesus, the one who we had put our trust in, the one we had built our hope on. Jesus was dead. These two women would have felt a bit let down, a bit disappointed, yes. But more than that, they would have felt broken, empty, lost, helpless, hopeless. Have you ever felt like that? Maybe you feel like that right now. Broken, empty, lost. Helpless? Hopeless? Jesus was dead. But I have something to tell you. That's not the end of the story. It doesn't end in helplessness and hopelessness for these two women. And it doesn't have to end there for you either. Suddenly, out of nowhere, someone appears. One of God's angels. Did you hear in the verses what he looked like? Looking at him was like looking at lightning. Strong, powerful, beautiful. His clothes were as white as newly fallen snow. Pure, loving, kind. And when God's angel appeared, things began to happen. An earthquake shook the ground they were standing on. The massive stone covering Jesus' tomb 
was rolled away. The big, strong, brave guards protecting the tomb were so frozen with fear, you'd have thought they were dead. Now what's the point of all this? Here's the point. Jesus was dead, but now something is going on. Something different, something unusual, something special. What is it? Don't worry, I'm going to tell you, but not until we've sung a song together. It's one for you to stand up and join in with the actions. Let's sing, Jesus is the King. Matthew chapter 28, verses 5 to 7. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. Okay, I've got something for you to talk about. I'm going to give you three words, and then I want you to pause the video and discuss a question with the people you're with. The question is this. What do the three words change? Okay, are you ready for the first set of words? What do these three words change? Saturday night takeaway. Okay, pause the video and discuss in three, two, one, now. What did you say? Maybe those three words change your mood. Maybe they change your appetite. Maybe they change your plans for Saturday. Okay, here's another set of three words. What do these three words change? Okay, it's a girl. Okay, pause the video and discuss in three, two, one, now. What did you say this time? Maybe those words change your choice of name. Maybe your bedroom colour scheme. Maybe your plans for the next 18 years. Okay, here's the final set of words. What do these three words change? Ready? Stay at home. Okay, pause the video and discuss in three, two, one, now. I wonder what you said this time. Maybe those words change what you do, where you are, how you behave. Well, as we come back to our verses in Matthew 28, we're going to hear another set of words, three words that bring change. Remember where we left the story? Mary and Mary feeling helpless and hopeless, coming to the tomb because Jesus was dead. But then one of God's angels appears, powerful like lightning and pure as snow. And now this angel has something to say. Don't be afraid. Well, that's a good place to start, because it must have been terrifying. Mary and Mary would have been freaking out. Earthquakes shaking, boulders rolling, guards trembling, lightning blinding. Wouldn't you have been afraid too? 
The angel then says, I know what you're doing. You're looking for Jesus. Well, you're right to be looking because he really did die. And he really was buried. You're right to be looking, but just not here. Then he speaks three words. Three words that bring change for these two women. Not just change in their mood, or their appetite, or their bedroom color scheme, or their plans for Saturday. Here are three words that change everything. He has risen. The angel really wants to make sure they understand what he's saying. He emphasizes the point by telling them to come. Come and see the place where he lay. And then he says those three life-changing words again. He has risen. A few years ago, I went with my dad and my brother to Israel. Look, there we are. It was an amazing trip. We walked where Jesus walked. We stood where Jesus stood. It was brilliant. And one day near the end of the trip, we went to what is thought to be the tomb of Jesus. The very same place that Mary and Mary met the angel. And we decided to go and have a look. We'd come all that way, so we wanted to see what was inside. Now, the entrance was really low, so in order to get in, you had to crouch down. And once you got inside, it was dark. So you you couldn't really see anything. But slowly, your eyes began to adjust to the darkness. And as we looked inside the tomb, can you guess what we saw? Nothing. It was completely empty. But as we turned to leave, there was something that caught our eye. Written on a wooden plaque were these words. He is not here, for he is risen. You see, you can travel the world and visit the graves of famous people throughout history. Elvis Presley, William Shakespeare, Princess Diana. You can travel the world and visit the graves of famous religious figures. King David, the prophet Muhammad, the Buddha. But you can't do that for Jesus. There is no grave for Jesus. Just an empty tomb. Why? Well, the three words that changed everything. He has risen. From hopelessness to hope. From helplessness to help. But you might be thinking, hold on. Wait a minute, Nathan. That all sounds very nice. Those three words might have changed everything for Mary and Mary. They might have changed everything for them back then. But what about me? What about now? How do those three words make a difference to my life today? Well, I'm going to tell you. I promise. But not until we've had a chance to sing some more songs together. We're going to sing two action songs, Super Saviour and Rescuer. 
But between those two songs, we're going to have time, a time of prayer, where we can join together with children and young people from Long Crane Baptist Church in saying prayers of thanks this Easter Sunday. Enjoy. God made you and God made me. He made the world for us to see. God loves you and long ago. He sent his son to tell us so. Jesus showed us many things. To love and share and dance and sing. To learn and pray. To help and care. He promised he'd always be there. He died but then he came back to life. Let's celebrate for he's alive. He is the king. Oh yes, it's true. Let's join together to say thank you. Thank you for my brother Rufford, who's turning nine on Easter Sunday. Thank you for my family and my food. Thank you, God, for yummy meals, for fruit in the trees, for insects like bees, and for medicines that heal. Amen. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you rose again and defeated death. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for dying on the cross and forgiving us. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that Jesus died on the cross, that we may have a new life. Amen. Thank you that you died on the cross to save us. Thank you for forgiving us. Amen. Thank you, God, for Easter. Amen. Thank you that Jesus was alive. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus' resurrection, which has given us new life and renewed hope. Help us to trust in you always and to rejoice in our salvation this Easter. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you that you didn't stay dead. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that you forgive us again and again and again. Amen. Thank you for saving us by giving your life on the cross. Thank you for your unconditional love. Thank you, Jesus, for being there for us. Thank you for the Easter eggs that remind us of the new life that Jesus gives us. Thank you that you are powerful. Thank you that you're the super saviour. Thank you that you lived with the Israelites in a tent and a temple. Thank you that the curtain was ripped in two to show that we can be with you forever. Our Father, thank you for made my hands because I love craft. Amen. Thank you for God keeping all, uh, all safe and I love that I love you so much. Dear Lord God, thank you for this moment to focus our hearts on you. Thank you for your love and care in times of need. Thank you that we can see your light in these times of darkness. Amen. Dear Lord Father, help us to see the light in these dark times, and thank you that we could always turn to you. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for Easter and how it is a great reminder of your amazing love. Thank you, Jesus, for our food, and thank you for the world and our lovely country. Thank you for all that you do and loving us so much. Amen. Thank you, God, of all the fun things at Easter. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, and again, amen. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to us and dying on the cross and rising up again to forgive us for all our sins. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for loving us always and giving us life. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for providing us with shelter, food, and a loving home. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for us and forgiving our sins. Amen. Thank you for the day. Amen. Thankful for my health and that all my family are safe. Thank you for giving us yourself. Thank you for my parents. And thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me. Dear God, thank you for all of the NHS staff helping us in these troubled times and help people to um, learn that you have to stay inside. Thank you, God, for all creation. Thank you that you sent your only son into the world to give us life. Thank you, God, for forgiving our sins and loving us eternally. Amen. So the woman hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. I know lots of you as families have been doing school at home over the last few weeks, and then now you're on a break over Easter. So just in case your brains have got a little bit rusty, I want to test you on your maths skills. Okay, so here's how it's going to work. I'm going to give you two numbers to add together, and then five seconds to try and work out the answer. During those five seconds, the first person to shout out the correct answer in your house wins. Simple. If you need a pen and paper to help, then pause the video and go and get that now. Okay, are you ready? Here are the first two numbers for you to add together. Three plus six. Five. Four. Three. Two, one. Did you get the answer? The answer was nine. Well done if you got that. Okay, here are the second two numbers. Are you ready? Bit trickier. 48 plus 29. Five, four, three, two, one. Did you get it? Were you the first? What's the answer? 77. Okay, here's the final one. Really tough. Are you ready? 157 plus 306. Five, four, Three, two, have you got it yet? One, oh, time's up. Did you get it? Tough one. What's the answer? 463. Well done. Uh, give, give me a cheer 
if you were the winner. Ready? One, two, three. Well done. Uh, did you know that you've been part of another sum already this morning? Uh, not a sum using numbers, but a sum that pieces together the things that have happened in the verses of Matthew 28. Do you remember where we began? Mary and Mary going to the tomb, feeling helpless and hopeless. Why? Jesus was dead. That's some part one. Then an angel from God appears with earthquakes and lightning. And he tells the women to come and see where Jesus lay. He wasn't there. Why? Jesus has risen. That's some part two. And as we look at these final few verses, the women have these two parts of the sum. Jesus was dead. Plus, Jesus has risen. But did you hear how they're feeling as they hurry away from the tomb? Afraid, yet filled with joy. They're still trying to figure out the answer. They know something has happened, something different, something special, and it fills them with joy, but there's still a tinge of fear. What does it mean? Was it real? Were we dreaming? Does it matter? But then, suddenly... Someone steps into their fear and confusion. It's him. It's really him. It's Jesus. We were looking for the answer, and now we have it. It's him. Jesus was dead. Plus, Jesus has risen. Equals, Jesus is alive. Have you ever tried to build a house of cards? If you haven't, maybe you could try this afternoon. You, you take some cards and you place them beside each other in triangles and then on top of each other in more triangles, up and up and up and up. But if you're not careful, what happens? All the cards come tumbling down. You see, if Jesus was dead, or if, if Jesus has risen, but then died again a few years later, then the Christian faith is just like a tumbling stack of cards. It doesn't hold up. It doesn't stand strong. It's a waste of time, of everyone's time, mine and yours. But Jesus isn't dead. Jesus has risen. And so Jesus is alive. Alive now. Alive today. Alive forever. And so, if you're feeling broken, you can be fixed. If you're feeling empty, you can be filled. 
If you're feeling lost, you can be found. Why? Jesus is alive. If you're feeling helpless, there is help. If you're feeling hopeless, there is hope. Why? Jesus is alive. You can have your sins forgiven and have a living relationship with the God who made you. Why? Jesus is alive. You can have peace and security no matter what comes your way. Why? Jesus is alive. You can trust him with your life. Why? Jesus is alive. And when it comes to the end, you can trust him with your death. Why? Jesus is alive. Jesus was dead. Plus, Jesus has risen. Equals, Jesus is alive. The question is, what will you do with it? I pray that you will do what Mary and Mary do. Did you hear it? They throw themselves at the feet of Jesus in worship. Because of who he is, because of what he's done, they throw everything they've got, everything they are, on the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And I invite you, today, to do the same. Why? Jesus is alive. Thank you for joining us and being part of our Easter Sunday family celebration. I hope that you've been blessed by what we've looked at together. Jesus was dead, plus Jesus has risen, equals Jesus is alive. I encourage you to take some time to continue to reflect and to respond to what you've heard, maybe on your own, maybe as a couple, or maybe together as a family around the dinner table. And to help you do that, there's one final song that I will play after this that I would love you to listen to. Christ, our hope in life and death. But before that song plays, let me finish with the words of the angel. Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said, Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you.